Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome back to part two of Nerdication, in which we are making me watch Star Wars. Yay! <laughs> so in part one, uh, I watched the original trilogy. So we are now into part two, which is the prequels. The Badlands. <laughs> I am so intimidated coming into this conversation. Why are you intimidated? I just, I don't think I was really prepared for what I was getting into. Like, I definitely wasn't prepared for what I was getting into with the original trilogy, but it's just not clear to me what happened. I tried to warn you. (laughs) I think I was like, well, you know, bad sci-fi is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was gonna be pretty straightforward (laughs) then what happened i just feel like george lucas needed to be put in timeout a lot sooner thank god he is now he's he got put in timeout we finally got there yeah this is what i call (laughs) George takes the wheel, <laughs> in which no one told him no, not a single person. <laughs> and then this happened. So really what this is, is a lesson in limit setting and why saying no and setting boundaries is an effective behavior management tool that benefits all of society. It's also a lesson in Skate your own goddamn lane. (laughs) George Lucas, you, my friend, are not a writer. (laughs) No, dear Lord above, he is not. No. The amount of dialogue I took note of, I don't know how we're going to get through this episode without it being like six hours long. There's just so much to say. The material is so rich. And yet, so not rich. And so not. It's incredible how much he was able to spin out of nothing. He really milked this shit. It's pretty wild. So if you remember from part one, there were a few things I had to take note of. I had to take note of burning questions, worst lines of dialogue, my gripes, and hate watch my joy. And then there's a trivia component. Mm -hmm. Um, And there will also be a challenge for each film where I am tasked with summarizing it to kick off the conversation. (laughs) So are you ready to try that out for episode one? (laughs) Here we go. It's episode one, Phantom Menace. Um, The Trade Federation uh, is passing taxes and it's fucking up trade to other planets. And that's hard for the Republic. And there's two Jedis. One of them is Ewan McGregor, who's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I remember that. I keep forgetting he's Obi-Wan. I keep thinking of him as just some random Jedi. He's Ben Kenobi. He's Ben Kenobi. It's our our good friend, the future Ben Kenobi. (laughs) And some other guy who had a weird name. 
and they're like they're they're important jedis and there's some stuff happening with queens and this chancellor guy who eventually becomes evil and so somehow they end up going to some places and they end up on some planet where there's like a kid i know i'm missing a lot in here but they go find this kid somehow (laughs) um and i guess that kid and his mom are slaves to some bee-looking alien, an alien that looks like a bee, who's also an (laughs) Italian gangster. And for some reason, these Jedis really want this kid. Um, So in order to win his freedom from slavery, they have an 11-minute pod racer race. (laughs) And um, this kid wins it. Uh, He's also really good at robots and stuff. And then they take the kid, who's Anakin, by the way. Um, And then in the meantime, there's more Trade Federation stuff. And we learn about Jedi blood science. And there's two queens for reasons. So there's like a decoy queen. And then Anakin spends a bunch of time hitting on uh, Padme, who's the actual queen. It's unclear. There's too many queens. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a lot of debate over whether or not to train Anakin to become a Jedi because like the force is really strong with him because of all the blood science, but he's also secretly evil, I guess. Um, Obi-Wan is concerned that he will be evil, but this other Jedi with the weird name is like, no, man, he's the best Jedi. Um, And uh, then, then somehow the queen gets kidnapped and someone tricks Padme somehow into ratifying this treaty in the Trade Federation. And I think that's how the evil guy becomes Supreme Chancellor. And then the other Jedi dies and Obi-Wan takes over Anakin for training purposes. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of these summaries is listening to you be wrong. Yeah, that just tells you how bad George Lucas is at his job. I mean, you're not all wrong. It's just funny when you when you get things wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the best I had. This was a tough movie. Tell me how you felt about this movie. Um, it was hard. This is a this was a hard movie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I blacked out a little bit, actually. <laughs> All I remember is, like, a whirl of neon. And, sure. And not much else. I really like that you got through this whole description without mentioning who the Phantom Menace is. I don't know, though. Or I didn't, anything about that story. Line. I didn't know that the Phantom Menace referred to anything in particular. <laughs> Although I I was looking something up on Wikipedia the other night, and I I think I know what you're getting at, but I don't actually know. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I was thinking that you didn't reference Darth Maul at all. Who's that? The guy with the tattooed face and the horns and the double-edged lightsaber. Oh, he didn't come back. From where? From that movie. No. What What happened to him? Where'd he go? He got cut in half. (laughs) 
drop down an infinite chute. So did I just miss like an entire plot line? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> oh, where'd he go? <laughs> you said that. I was like, oh yeah, he's not in the other two movies. <laughs> oh sure 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 (laughs) um no i thought it was uh palpatine i mean that's probably a fair interpretation too yeah i don't know no yeah yeah that that's that's where i'm at Wow. I feel like every time I have a moment like that in this series, I can, like, retroactively feel the cringing of the entire fandom, like, reverberating through the microphone. I mean, in fairness to you, no one in the fandom likes the prequels, I don't think. Yeah, true. Although, if anything's ever going to get us hate mail, it'll be that statement. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Come at me, bro. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, what did you think of it? Where's Kelsey's two cents that nobody asked for? Ugh. Um. <laughs> this was, I want to say, the first Star Wars I ever watched. Oh, okay. And I saw it at a friend's house, and I was interested enough to want to go back, and, like, my dad was like, don't watch this, watch the old <laughs> ones. And I'm like, okay. So, that, like, hooked me, but that was when I was, like, 11. <laughs> yep. So, once I understood that the original trilogy was so much better yeah it's like oh uh this is terrible so my biggest gripe with the prequels as a whole is that and actually on beer with geeks this week they were talking about this which is funny yeah listen to it if you haven't but it's that george lucas decided to do everything in cg yeah so it takes away some of the fun like jankiness of the original trilogy like i liked that it was kind of rough around the edges but they like did a lot of hard work to make it look the way it did and it felt more tangible yeah agreed and in the prequels it's just like this entire movie was shot on a green screen right it's especially noticeable in phantom menace because this was done in 1999 and I don't feel like the CGI advanced as much. They said this on Beard with Geeks, too, so it's not a wholly original thought, but I agree that the CGI didn't change much from the 80s to the 90s, and then in the early 2000s, it changed a lot. Yeah, and I think, like, everyone criticizes the bad acting on the, in these movies, yeah. and there is horrendous acting. Horrific. But they have some talented people in these movies, and right. I think part of it is just, like, it's so hard to act to nothing all the time yeah it's true i mean granted they're also working with horrendous dialogue but i don't think it helps anyone to have everything be just a green object or green screen behind you that you're talking to like there's nothing there to make those performances any better right yeah it's not even like they're on location to like loosen up and method act a little right yeah so I know, like, when we dive into episode seven, mm-hmm. tonight, maybe? Tonight! Guys, we're seeing each other in person again. We're going to hang out this weekend. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, you'll see that they intentionally tried to find a balance between necessary elements of CGI and using some real props and puppets and 
costuming and you know it like makes it a little bit more i don't know in the spirit of the old ones yeah so that's my biggest beef with these and then just like the storylines are so goddamn tedious yeah it's interesting because we've talked a lot here and with our thought bubble audio friends about how like there's so much world building that i'm looking for and they i guess did some just based on the amount of time we spend having tedious conversations about the trade federation but he did it wrong he like didn't do the right world building he like picked the wrong questions to answer right he was like oh you want a world that means you want more planets yeah i didn't want more planets like, right. the Trade Federation does nothing to help me understand what the structure of government is within the Republic. He just gave you more generic government. He, yeah, he just said more words. <laughs> like, none of this makes sense, especially because Natalie Portman spent so much time whining about democracy and liberty. It's like, but you have a monarchy on your planet that reports to the Senate and is somehow under the rule of the Trade Federation that's not democracy. What? Right? Like, what <laughs> liberty? What right. What freedom are we talking about here? And, like, it, I wouldn't make a big deal of it. Like, I'm a viewer who is sometimes willing to just sit back and be like, it is what it is. Except that this is literally the plot of the whole story. Right. Everything is predicated on the evil empire taking over the galaxy and people trying to win the galaxy back. So in that sense, structure of government matters. Mm-hmm. And the plots are so, get so tangled up on themselves, they, like, can't mm-hmm. move forward fast enough. Mm-hmm. In the old trilogy, there was a defined arc, yep. and everything sort of tangentially, like, related to that arc. Right. And in these ones, it's, like, so many things happening there's a t- 11 minute pod race. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, and in the second one, I timed this as well. There's like a 20 minute scene of Anakin and what's his face, Obi Wan, zooming around a neon city. Oh yeah, like with the with the bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. And to that point, one of my burning questions, number 11, <laughs> was yeah. Let's dive into your spreadsheet. Was what would have happened if Star Wars had been pitched in a time of George R. R. Martin? And, like, I had another question later on that was something to the effect of, like, what could this have been, not necessarily in a positive way, or what would this have been if George R. R. Martin had written it instead of George Lucas? And also, what could Star Wars have been if it was made by HBO? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that sounds like a very hopeful question. I'm not sure that it necessarily would have been better. I think parts I was of it would have been I make another joke, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, please Some storylines would stay the same. Yeah, that's probably true. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, yeah, like, I'm not sure it necessarily would have been better for the franchise, but I think, like, some aspects of the world overall would have been better. Yeah, it's like... Pick your poison. They were going for complex storytelling when that was starting to be kind of more of a thing that people enjoyed. Yeah. In, like, a mainstream way, but they did it wrong. They did it so very wrong. Just so wrong. I have it on here 
in about six different questions. So I'll summarize it with the last question. Are are Jedis just military diplomats? Like, are they just, like, diplomats who are also generals? Yeah. Okay. They're, I wouldn't even say give them, like, a military name. I would give them, like, a secret agent slash oh. priest. Like, FBI agents. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, but also religious. They're, like, peacekeepers. I'm just, like... This was also explained to me at great length by our Thought Bubble Audio friends, so I don't mean to, like, harp on it, except that it's still not completely clear to me. And again, I would be willing to just, like, let it go and take it at face value if they weren't a pillar of the storyline. Like, there's still this ill-defined religion, and there's still, like, the Force, and Jedis are, like, the only good thing of the Force and are also somehow a pillar of this ill-defined government structure. Right. I, <laughs> I, like, like, why do we make such a big deal out of the Jedis if we don't even totally know what they are, George Lucas? Because they have more powers than anyone else. Sure. They've got bacteria in their blood. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, my favorite thing about the midi-chlorians is when uh, they measure how much Anakin has, and then they report back, and they're like, he has 20,000, and there's no <laughs> unit of measure. <laughs> like, he has 20,000 item in his blood. <laughs> it's so fucking funny i have to say maybe this is a burning question um like an impromptu one but like like i get that it was a dumb addition to the world building and that was not a question that george lucas should have answered that way but i'm not sure that i totally understand the full force of like the frustration from the fandom that that's the route that they went to try to explain Jedi's because in my mind it makes about as much sense as anything else we've been offered in the way of explanation. Sure. I just think um I think there's two pieces. I think one is just that the mystery of it was part of the fun. Mm. So by defining it now they're like, oh it's just this boring thing in your DNA versus like it could be anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It takes away, like, the magic of getting to be a hero. Yeah. And then I think the other piece is that it takes away, like, the choice. Uh, sure. Like, Luke, in episode four, kind of chooses to go down the path to become a Jedi. Yep. And by saying, like, he went in for his midichlorian blood <laughs> test when he was ten, and then they decided, like, that's so much less fun. Yeah. And tells you less about the character. Although, I, when you put it that way, it sounds akin to me to, like, good witches and wizards and dark witches and wizards in Harry Potter, where it's like, you either are a wizard or you are a muggle, but then you have a choice of how you use your access to magic. Yeah, that's fair, too. Like, it's the same framework, right? Like, you either can be a Jedi or you can't because of organic matter in your blood. 
But now that you are the type of person who can control the force, you have a choice of what you do with it. Right. But did you ever want anything more than a surprise letter saying you're enrolled at Hogwarts? Or did you want a blood (laughs) test that was like, you are 26,000 wizards? Like, it's less fun. (laughs) That's true. I also feel like it sets up an automatic system of inequality between the Jedi, where it's like, oh, you're only (laughs) 5,000. I'm (laughs) 20,000. I bet you there's some sort of literature out there that ranks all of the Jedi by their (laughs) midichlorians. Like, it sounds like the beginning of a dystopian novel where it's like, oh, let's see how many midi-chlorians you have. It determines if you're rich or not. Right. <laughs> um, Do Jedi ranks have different haircuts? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> even McGregor definitely had, like, a rat tail for a little while there. Yeah, the rat tail? Tail? Tail. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. The rat doll. Um... <laughs> That that's when you're a Padawan and you're learning. Mm. So you're like an apprentice and you're not fully a Jedi. Not fully in control of the Force. Right. So they give you that little ponytail to remind you. Gotcha. It still annoys me that like the Force is at the center of this like bigger religious system, but that no other part of this religious system is explained other than like you control the Force, you are good or you are evil. And also this somehow informs our system of government. (laughs) Yeah, I can't help you with that (laughs) It's like, this is the world building George Lucas needed to do. Because apparently, (laughs) based on that, the Republic is a theocracy. Right, but it's only, it assists the government, but it doesn't drive the government. It's like they are advisors. So it's like the Pope Okay. Talking to, I don't know, (laughs) someone and being like, hey, hey, you should do this thing, hint, hint, because of the Catholics want you to, versus, like, the Pope is not leading the government, although that's a bad example. Yeah, you were close. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, someone in that type of a status. I do, but at the same time, there's this whole surprise prophecy that I didn't know about until Revenge of the Sith. That Anakin is supposed to bring the Force back into balance somehow, which he definitely doesn't do. And so, like, as much as the Jedi and the Force are not supposed to be, like, the sole structure of the government, they're obviously a big enough part of it because that's why Anakin is important to things. Yeah. Well, and because he's... Yes, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, because he's he's got the most blood magic. <laughs> so he's going to fix the force and then the Republic will be happy. That, I think you're just thinking of them that's, as the same thing and they're not the same thing. What's not the same thing? Like the force is bigger than the government. But they don't explain that really because they're so stuck in their treaties that they ratify (laughs) too many treaties also why do they keep kidnapping people to trick them into ratifying treaties that's not the best method it's not no it's not a great way to do that 
don't know. I, That's what George taught me. <laughs> I also wanted to punch Padme in the face in Revenge of the Sith when she makes some snarky joke about how Liberty died because she twice got kidnapped and ratified a bad treaty. <laughs> Correct. Like, <laughs> you're the one who voted for this. You made the motion in the Senate. <laughs> Wait, but we're moving way too fast. We are, we are, we are. Okay, I'm done with burning questions. Oh boy. <laughs> There's so many more and we'll get to them in the next two movies. Um, worst lines of dialogue. Let's just blow through. The negotiations haven't started because the ambassadors aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> A communications disruption can only mean one thing. Uh, you said in big doo-doo this time. Oh, like, no. no, thank you. No way. Oh, no. He owes me what you call a life debt. What you call? What you call. <laughs> uh, you're banished because you're clumsy? Yusa might say that. <laughs> we didn't get into Jar Jar even. We didn't. I do have one of my burning questions is why do all Jar Jars do the thing? By which I meant why do all Jar Jars just say Jar Jar all the time. Yeah. It's like they're Pokemon. Yeah. They're, Jar Jar is a loaded <laughs> issue. <laughs> um, by the way, I don't remember any of the context for any of these, so I'm just hoping y'all can keep up. But this is a, a prime example of where context maybe mattered, but probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> now there are two of them. You should not have made two of them. Oh. Person one says the first part, and person two says the second part. Yeah, I don't, I don't what? know. What? What? Uh, this storm will slow them down. Looks pretty bad. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I just feel sad for George Lucas writing these, because he thinks they are just so great. Yeah. Well, the other problem is that it was George Lucas, but there was a team of underlings under him. I don't know that that's true. I hope it wasn't true, because if if his management of a writer's room led to this... I mean, t often scripts for films aren't made in a writer's room in the same way that TV is. Yeah, I know, but there so, are still often staffers involved. I just hope for everyone else's sake that they weren't involved. I know. I would not want to be blamed for this on George Lucas's behalf. Mm-mm. I saw your laser sword. Only Jedis carry that kind of weapon. Maybe I killed a Jedi and stole it from him. Maybe. <laughs> Mom, you always say the biggest problem in the universe is people don't help each other. Sure, that's it. <laughs> Here it is. The readings are off the charts. Over 20,000. Yes. <laughs> Well, 3PO, I'm free and I'm going away in a starship. Like you do. <laughs> you that line is also straight out of Thunderpants. Yes. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> You've been a great pal. I'll make sure mom doesn't sell you or anything. Same. <laughs> oh my god. We're a democracy. The people have decided. <laughs> This is the clue we need to unravel the mystery of the Senate. Do you know what I think happened here? What? I think George Lucas asked Jeeved. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the past tense of asked Jeeves? He asked Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> That's... I'm going to go with my way, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he asked Jeeved. 
And this is what happened when he asked, like, what is democracy? Because this was, like, pre-Google when he was writing this, I'm going to assume. Yeah. But it was definitely in the heyday of Sergi. <laughs> We don't have time for this, Captain. Helpful statements are helpful. That's a real quote. I think so. Unless I mistyped it. Oh, no. That's it. Uh, Okay. Um, Some gripes? Sure. Um, The CGI, mostly anytime they tried to do water. That was, like, the biggest thing. Yeah. The water was tough. There's, like, that scene where they're going to... The Atlantis planet, and they're all swimming Visit through. the Gungans, yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Also, I know they committed to this at a certain point, but why did they insist upon committing to the PowerPoint transitions between scenes? I think they were trying to harken back to old times. That's not the way to do that one. Nope. <laughs> sure isn't. You have a few ways that you get to pick how you're gonna, like, call back that's not the way you do it. <laughs> Don't do that one. That slow wipe, though, is so great. My, well, and then I want to say I saw it in Revenge of the Sith, maybe, but they have the one with the little squares. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, that's, like, some of the ones, like, the circle swipe and yep. the diagonal yep. swipe, I can, like, kind of forgive, but, like, the squares? Yeah, that's gross. Don't do that. <laughs> it's literally straight out of PowerPoint. Oh, um, Pod Racer Olympics, obviously. The yep. Anakin and Padme love story. It's gross. It's so gross and so unnecessary. Yeah. It serves no purpose in, like, the story. Unless, like, later I was trying to think maybe it's only because, like, him falling in love with Padme is why he decided to go to the dark side of the Force. Right. But, like... I just don't see a reason for the age differential exactly he could have fallen in love with anybody instead of it being like he's an eight-year-old like making moves on this 30-year-old queen i mean i think she's supposed to be like 15 okay whose side are you on i'm just trying (laughs) to help a little (laughs) because the other thing is that the whole time it's baby anakin as an eight-year-old like spouting off pickup lines and Padme being like, oh, you're making me uncomfortable, which, like, there's a whole other layer of creep factor there. Like, the number of times Padme says no and Anakin just keeps creeping on her. Mm-hmm. But that's a feminist rant for another day. So <laughs> he's the one always making the move until they get married somehow. Right. Like, what the fuck? Um, The Senate chambers is, like, a huge gripe for me. Like, some MC Escher shit that no one asked for. Yeah. Also, why why does Naboo have a monarchy? Because queens can't be elected, and the last I checked, this was a republic. <laughs> because government words I'm all just so flow together. Confused. I'm so baffled. I also feel like there was this whole self-fulfilling prophecy around Anakin that the other Jedi's like forced upon him, and that's ultimately why he became evil. Could be. They just it was just bad behavior management. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I ever got around to talking about this in the original trilogy, but I had a lot of feelings about tonality and the fact that they couldn't pick any. Yeah. Like, they couldn't figure out what their voice was 
as a film. And if anything, I think it got worse in these movies. That's correct. Because at least, like, my biggest problem with the the original trilogy is that they were always sort of towing this line between, like, serious sci-fi and also, like, you know, comedic relief and, like, silly kid jokes. The original trilogy was meant to be, like, Western in space. Yeah, yeah. This one is meant to be, like, legal procedural in space. (laughs) Maybe. That is so legit. And so they keep trying to do, like, some of the silly kid jokes and comedic relief, but everything about it is, like, more serious. And also the CGI, like, really fucks with everything. Yeah. Like, it it was just tough. Is it quiz time? Yeah. All right. Similar to last time, I'm going to ask you questions. If you get them right, you will hear... (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I found a loop. Yikes. If you are wrong, you will hear this. (laughs) It's my favorite. Excellent. All right. So, first question. There will be four. Who is Obi-Wan's mentor? The one with the weird name. Yeah, I'm looking for the name. <laughs> it's, a, it's gonna sound terrible, but his name reminded me of, like, the name of a Chinese restaurant. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something Jin. His or... name is Qui-Gon Jin. Sure, sure, sure. Um, what planet is under Trade Federation blockade? Naboo? <laughs> Yay! It also wasn't clear, like, why they picked Naboo and, like, why their queen is the most important queen. I think just because it's convenient. Yeah. They were like, we gotta pick something. Yeah. Sure. Um, what does George Lucas decide is the scientific explanation <laughs> for Jedis? <laughs> Midi chlorians. And what recreational vehicle does Anakin drive? A pod racer? Yay! Hey, I did okay. Great job. So you got like three and a half, right? I did okay. You did. I tried to make these slightly easier than last time. (laughs) Since I'm not ready. I wanted to give you a fair chance. Thanks. Let's move on to Attack of the Clones. (laughs) Let's do that. Um, I definitely don't remember this movie, so good luck. Okay, so we fast forward in time. Anakin is an adult, and he's still hanging out with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And um, there's still a lot of questions about whether or not he can actually handle being a Jedi. And stuff with the Trade Federation got worse. And now we're closer to war. And there's Palpatine, and he's kicking around. There's some meetings with the Jedi Council, and they tell Obi-Wan to go do some things. So he spends a bunch of time bouncing around from planet to planet. And in one of his bouncing arounds, he discovers a clone army that was being built on some planet far away. And they claimed that they were asked to build it by some Jedi who's dead. So it turns out, I think, that they were being built by someone not great. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) In the meantime, Anakin goes to Rome with Padme. And they spend like two hours going to Renfair and uh, <laughs> rolling around in fields of flowers making out. Um, yeah, they make out a lot. More meetings happen. 
Palpatine's doing some shit. Um, I want to say there's like a maybe a battle in some kind of climax at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Anakin's arm gets chopped off at an indetermined point that I didn't remember until he and Padme get married and he holds her hand with his robot hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good job. <laughs> that's, that's the movie. Mm-hmm. Also, you have no idea how many times in this movie and Revenge of the Sith, I was like, oh, is Obi-Wan going to die? And then I'd be like, oh, wait, George Lucas spoiled that 30 years ago. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So that's Attack of the Clones. There's a clone army. That's the movie. That's the movie. Um, some burning questions that I had. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. <laughs> um, so I, I think now that I finished Revenge of the Sith, I kind of get it. But was Anakin only important because of of the twenty thousand? Because he really didn't seem important as a human being. Like he's kind of dumb. Yeah, like that's why they put up with him. So it's not, okay, it's literally just because of the blood magic. Yeah, and the prophecy. And they think that he's the the person to fulfill the prophecy. Where the hell did this prophecy come from? I felt like it was just sprung on me. I think it was. Okay. So it's- like, they want to bring balance to the Force, and there was someone who was supposed to do that. What does that even mean? Like, balance out the dark and light? I don't know. And, like, what would that have done for the Republic? Uh... You're asking some hard questions. (laughs) And, like, what's the consequence now that Anakin is evil and clearly did not fulfill the prophecy? Like, what happens now? He fulfills the prophecy by having a child who fulfills the prophecy. Oh, Luke becomes the prophecy? I believe so. Oh. Because right now, the Jedi's sense, like... Something, an ind- like, oh, an unclear negative balance in the force. Okay. Because they don't know about the Emperor Chancellor or whatever yet. Sure. But they know that something's, like, brewing. Yeah. And so they think that he's going to balance it out in a positive way. Gotcha. They don't realize that stuff still has to get worse before it gets better. Right. Oh, okay. So it was, Okay. Okay. It's sort of like the Harry and Neville issue, where everyone thought Harry was the chosen one, but it also could have been Neville. Yeah. It's just that Voldemort went after Harry. Yeah. Aha! Okay. All right. So Luke Skywalker is Neville. <laughs> That's the takeaway. I love that. <laughs> um. So we go back to uh, the Fennel farm. Yep. And they are eating pears- for dinner using forks and knives. <laughs> I love so much how their food is what ruins your life. Why? Like the fast like they are on a space planet and they're flying around in hovercrafts and they're drinking blue milk. But the only food on their plate is a pear. Which- Wait, the pears happen in in Rome. No, it didn't. Yeah. No, it didn't. Because they're at their sexy time dinner where she's wearing like weird like S&M clothing. Okay, well, they they do eat and a weird vegetable the at the fennel farm. On his fork because he's like, this is attractive. That, that's true. No, but they do also <laughs> eat a weird fruit and vegetable on the fennel farm I believe, because I wrote I it down. You. I believe you. Either way, George Lucas, do you know what fruits and vegetables are? Slash, do you know what they do? Do you know what the job of a fruit and or vegetable is? 
in the well-balanced diet of a human adult. <laughs> oh, um, poor George. <laughs> did Anakin become evil because of his sexy time thoughts about Padme? Like, is it like his desire to be with her that is the downfall of everything? Like the beginning of the end? Yeah, because they're supposed to be like non-sexual. Right, so my question in Revenge of the Sith was phrased as, are they Puritans? Maybe? Like, Jedis. Like, are they, they're supposed to be, like, celibate loners who have no love. They're like, they're like priests. Okay. That are the type of priests that don't have marriages and things. I don't know what type of priest that is, but I think they exist. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, some kind of priests. Right. We're good at this, guys. Don't at us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's the difference between R2 and R4? That's just the, like, type of robot unit it is. Why are there two different ones that also are on spaceships, though? Like, why they do the same job, so why are they different robots? It's like a MacBook Pro and a MacBook Air. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Was Star Wars always intended to be, like... A convoluted defense of democracy. Like, does George Lucas just have a lot of feelings about systems of government? I would argue no, because I don't think he has enough knowledge. Okay. (laughs) Because there were so many moments where it felt like he was, like, jacking off to the Constitution or something, but I I didn't get it. I think he was just watching, like, a lot of the West Wing. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Worst lines of dialogue. Yes. There's just so <laughs> there, many. A lot of these I don't even necessarily feel comfortable reading out loud, so it's going to be a struggle. We're going to get weird. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'd much rather dream about Padme. Just being around her is intoxicating. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Luke and Obi-Wan. It starts with Obi-Wan, ends with Luke, Anakin. Who cares? Same. <laughs> Um, why do I have the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Don't say that, master. You're the closest thing I have to a father. Okay. (laughs) That foreshadowing, though. Um, It's really subtle when you do it after you've already established the narrative. (laughs) Um, This is Anakin and Padme, I think. Um, So Anakin says, sometimes we must let go of our pride. And she says, Anakin, you have grown up. And he goes, Obi-Wan has chosen not to see it. Like, (laughs) okay, three-eyed emo. (laughs) Uh, Someone says something about analysis droids, which sounds ridiculous. There's Mm -hmm. the sand quote, which I think we can all agree on. Yep. Oh, this is good. We need a system where the politicians sit down and talk about the issues and agree on what's best for the people and then do it. <laughs> Can you put that and hang that in your office? Like Anakin Skywalker on the On like a motivational here. poster. <laughs> That's my dream. No idea Anakin was running for US Senate. <laughs> Surprise, he's running with Jonah Ryan. <laughs> Um, I am haunted by the kiss you never should have given me. That's one of my favorites. Oh, dear Lord. You are asking me to be rational. That is something I cannot do. 
<laughs> Why would it be? <laughs> I thought we decided not to fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final one uh, is someone in Padme. I, I think Anakin and Padme. I'm not sure. But it says, so this is a diplomatic solution? No, I call it aggressive negotiations. Uh-huh. <laughs> a story for these are modern times. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, episode two. God, my gripes are many. I won't read them all. Why is his nickname Annie? Because it's cute. I really could have done without that. (laughs) I really could have done without, like, this buddy cop nonsense between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. That was not great. Too much creep factor. Oh, Anakin is the ultimate nice guy. Can we spend a second on this? Please. He is, like, the epitome of the nice guy. Like, He starts off at eight years old complimenting Padme a lot, and she keeps being like, I really don't want to date you, small child. So he grows up and is like, oh, hey, remember that time I complimented you a lot? You should date me. And she's like, um, no, you're making me really uncomfortable. And she says that out loud. She, The line is, you're making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, but I love you. And then they get married. Do you think this is some George Lucas wish yes, fulfillment? This is 1,000%. George Lucas got turned down one too many times and was like, but I'm such a nice guy. Do you think that George Lucas knew to include the line of the woman saying I'm uncomfortable because someone's told that to him many times before? I, there, like, I was, like, almost hashtag triggered by the number of times Padme says no and Anakin still, like, touches her hair and creepy shit. And I (laughs) absolutely think George Lucas was playing out some real life situations yeah because he had way too good a grip on the way that women say no to creepy men especially compared to any other sense of women that he yes has. oh we are gonna get to that i know i'm so ready <laughs> we are gonna get there oh my god um anakin in this movie had clearly just finished attending the dan rad school of acting yep 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 And um, there's that conveyor belt scene where they're fighting robots or something. Mm -hmm. And it was less effective than the very similar conveyor belt scene in Chicken Run. (laughs) I remember you saying that. I meant it, man. Like, George Lucas, you missed out on doing better than an animated movie about chickens. I think that the conveyor belt scene is the reason why I fucking hate all the CGI. Yeah, it was tough. It's so bad. It was not good. We didn't hate watch My Joy at all in the first movie, which is fine, because I kind of arbitrarily picked something. Yep. But the hate watch My Joy for this movie was Padme shutting down Anakin's mansplaining. I can't remember (laughs) what the line was, because I didn't write it down, but there's one point where he's, like, mansplaining some Senate shit to her, and she's like, dude, you're an idiot. It's always good. Good job, Padme. You tell him. She gets, like, no respect. She gets no respect. She got the rawest fucking deal in this entire franchise. Like, come at me. Well, no. Yes. Uh, Did she get a rawer deal than Leia? Yes. Because Leia gets to be, like, the hero of her own story. Okay, fair. Fair. Padme, like, not only doesn't get to do that... But she is kidnapped and coerced into ratifying bad treaties. She's coerced into marrying Luke, Luke, Anakin. And 
then she gets pregnant and dies because of the Sith Lord. Right. Like, she gets used and abused. And it seems as though if she had had a better writer behind her, she might have actually been smart as a senator. Like, it seemed Mm -hmm. like she was supposed to have a good grasp of the political system. Right. But she never actually got to do anything with it. Right. She was just a tool of other men's games. Yikes. Yeah. And, like, she's also the only woman in this movie, which Leia was as well. But at least Leia was a peer. Right. Which Padme never got to be. Right. So. She has to be protected at all times. Ugh. I can't. I I literally can't. (laughs) Are you ready for quiz time? I'm ready. Okay. Whose DNA was used to create the clone army? Oh, um, ah, his last name is Fett. Mm-hmm. It's not Boba Fett, because that's the kid, right? Right. Fuck. Oh, you're so close. I'm so close. God damn I'm gonna it. I'm going to give it to you. Thank I'm you. I'm going to give it to you. Thanks. <laughs> it's Django Fett. Ah, Django. God damn it. That was, I thought Boba Fett was was some kind of animalistic alien. I didn't realize that it was a human. So at some point mm. in my life of only having seen Star Wars trailers and then hearing people talk about it, I got those wires crossed. Yeah, that, that'll happen. <laughs> uh, who convinces the Senate to make Palpatine Supreme Chancellor? I thought it was Palpatine. Uh, oh, it's Sauron. Saruman, I mean. Saruman. Come on, it was Saruman. No, it's Jar Jar. What? There's a whole scene where because Padme's off getting laid in Rome, Jar Jar's there as her proxy. And they suggest around him that she would vote that way. So he gets up in front of the Senate and is like, let's do this thing. I totally did not understand why he was suddenly at the Senate. Yep, that's why. Oh, uh, okay. What, so what does Saruman do? Because Saruman is a Sith Lord who backs Palpatine somehow. Yeah, he's just like a Sith Lord. Oh, I thought he was more important than that. He's, he's like kind of working some angles with the clones or the droid army. Oh, sure, sure, sure. He's on that, like, deserty planet that isn't Tatooine. Gotcha. Uh, who did Anakin slaughter like animals? Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> it's the sand people. Sand people? Remember? No. He kills the men and the women and the children, too. <laughs> I have no memory of this. <laughs> when he goes to get his mom. Oh. Oh. Remember? And then I sent you that really funny meme about eating food. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that all taking place. I didn't know that was the plot at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I promise I was genuinely paying attention while I was watching these. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. (laughs) All right. Ready? Yep. Name at least two reasons why Anakin doesn't like sand. Uh, it's coarse, and it's dry. <laughs> no. What? He was, what? He says it's dry. It's coarse, rough, irritating, rough. and it rough. gets everywhere. I meant rough. Rough is what I meant by dry. That was my favorite question in this whole quiz. That was a good question. I'm sorry I boned it. 
That's okay. It happens. <laughs> he just had so much to say about sand. <laughs> it's not soft like you. What happened the day that line got written? What happened? George got taken to the beach. No kidding. And he didn't have a good time. <laughs> uh, how many beach ladies do you think he got rejected that day to then go on to describe how soft Padme is? Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, All right. Okay. Are you ready to power through? Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. This one. You're on a timeline here, Kirsten. I know. Um, this one felt the most dense to me. But also not. But also very not. So that's that's problematic. Felt like an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's about as long. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the Republic is in total war at this point, And Padme's pregnant. Obi-Wan and Anakin have been doing some stuff, and then they come back to some planet, and then there's a bunch of meetings with the Jedi Council, and then they decide not to make Anakin a Jedi Master, which, like, pisses everyone off, because it turns out that Anakin is good friends with Palpatine, so instead of making him a Master, they ask him to spy on Palpatine, but because Palpatine is a Sith Lord, he knows this right away, and he also starts, like, implanting dreams of Padme dying into Anakin's head so that Anakin will become weak and that's how he convinces him to join the dark side of the force and in the meantime the I I don't remember how exactly they pulled it off but they orchestrated like a giant takeover of all the planets so they had like a bunch of clone armies or something um, on every planet and then they just like make them all turn on the people who live on the planet and they start killing everyone and I don't know Anakin's evil, Obi-Wan's upset about it, they fight a lot, eventually they end up on a lava planet, and Anakin falls into the lava pool, and Obi-Wan leaves him to die, and then Palpatine comes back for him and makes him his Darth Vader suit, and then Padme dies. Yeah? Yeah. That was a good summary. Thanks! So, given that you've seen all of them at this point, what's your ranking, A, of the three prequels, and B, of the prequels against the other movies in like totality okay okay so of the prequels i think i would have to go in reverse chronological order so i enjoyed in order revenge of the Sith, attack of the clones and uh phantom menace okay. and i say enjoyed loosely yeah yeah <laughs> in terms of a given yeah in terms of everything i guess i would have to say and this is just off the cuff putting no thought behind it Maybe, like, A New Hope, whatever the last one's called, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, Empire Strikes Back, and then the other two, Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace. Interesting. Yeah. The thing right. the thing about Revenge of the Sith is, like, it's not a great movie, but I feel like it sort of gets back to the place that you're at with the original trilogy, where it's, like, the plot was simplified a little bit. Yeah. Like, I could have done with about an hour and a half less movie. Right. But it was, like, simpler what was going on. So I at least was, like, keeping pace. That's fair. Which you may not understand from having just heard my executive summary, but... No, but the fact that it was, like, a concise summary... Yeah, it actually, like... ...is kind of, like, the point. Yeah, exactly. All right. And I feel, like, I know it was the end of a trilogy, and so, of course, it feels like it comes to an ending, but, like... It actually felt like it came full circle. Mm -hmm. And 
all things considered, this maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but it felt like George Lucas did an okay job of ending it in a place where it would match where it was picking up in A New Hope. Yeah, I think the biggest issue with building your world in the prequels is that suddenly you dive into a very small, narrow world. Yes, yeah. And, like, I in my notes somewhere, I described the prequels as being too top-heavy yeah. in terms of prequeling. Did you notice that this was the year without a haircut? Yes, it absolutely was. It also came out in the same year as Goblet of Fire. That is so funny. So it was definitely, like, a cultural thing that was happening. I guess so. It also felt very much of a time of Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell this was coming out at the same time as Lord of the Rings, because it was also the year that, like, every single theatrical release was 10 hours long. Yeah. So that was a thing. And, like, there was a ton of, like, operatic music. Yep. And, like, big swelling operas. And a bunch of battle montages that looked very, like, Lord of the Ringsy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's funny, because in that sense, it also feels like a time capsule in a way that the other two don't. Yeah. Um, what are your burning questions? Um, you have any? Yeah, I have quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Uh, 21. No, 23? Nope. Still scrolling. 25, to be exact. All right, let's pick a few. Yeah, we're not going to do all 25 of those. Do, do, do. What happens if you're like R2 or R4 happens while you're flying? And are they sentient? What do you mean what happens when they happen? When they die while you're flying. What happens if they die while you're flying? Does it break uh, your plane? Is your plane just broken? I think it's just like you're not flying on autopilot anymore. Oh, okay. But I also wouldn't say that they die, they just break. Oh. Are they sentient? Uh, great question. I, I guess there's... Yeah, I guess they are. They they kind of act like they're sentient, but it it seems like R2-D2 is, like, more sentient than all the rest of them. Yeah. It could be because, like, Tiny Anakin messed with him and, like, gave him more power or freedom uh, or something. Gotcha. I don't really know. But I agree. I think primary role is, like, being obedient. Uh-huh. But given, like, the freedom to do so, I think they can make choices for themselves. Gotcha. Are Jedi's not allowed to kill people? No, they can kill people. Okay. Because uh, Anakin, I keep calling him Luke, like, executes that one guy on Palpatine's orders, and everyone's like, ooh, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're meant to be, like, Ned Stark. Gotcha. They're meant to be peacekeepers, so by default they shouldn't kill people. Right, but, but you do what you gotta if do. If they have to, yeah. Gotcha. I can deal with that. Um, What are, like... The limits or like functionality of the force. I'm so confused by the force. Keep asking me about the force. I'm so confused by it. (laughs) Like, there is so much value to explaining the rules of magic in your universe. Because there's all these random scenes where they'll like use the force to throw somebody, or they'll use the force to choke somebody, or they'll use the force to play mind games and make someone do their bidding. And then they'll be in a situation where it's like, use the fucking force, you tool. And they'll be like, oh, help, I'm stuck and, and broken and this battle is going poorly for me. I think the force only works as much as it's convenient for the narrative. Great, great. That works for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when Anakin reunites with Padme, 
they have this like big hug and she says something about how they've been apart for so long or he says something. Either way, it's set that they've been apart for a very long time. So if that's true, how is she pregnant with his baby? Nothing fucks you harder than time. True that. (laughs) Time has very powerful sperm. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe when you have (laughs) 20,000. It's that 20,000 in your blood magic. Something's accelerated there. (laughs) Um, If the force is so strong with Anakin, why is he such a bad judge of character? I don't know that the force has to do with judgment of with like character it just seems like if he's the chosen one as they keep calling him he should be smarter and like yeah, better he's a real idiot because well because here's the thing is like they explain when they first introduce midichlorians that it's organic matter in your blood that makes you closer to nature and if he has so much of it then shouldn't he be better connected to, like, the world around him and have, like, a sense of what's going on in the world around him? Yes. <laughs> I think he's... Great. His judgment is clouded mm. by, like, his relationship and his stubbornness yeah. and his, like, temper. Yeah. And I think that's what those pieces, like, if you're a good Jedi, you're supposed to be able to put all those, like, aside. Gotcha. And then you are have more clarity see that kind of stuff like that kind of explanation makes sense to me and there is an argument for it in the narrative but where it gets fucked up is in like the twenty thousand. no i know it, you know like the it's it, he answered the wrong question i know because it <laughs> seems like he sh- anakin should just be like special on face value so it doesn't make sense why this is his particular conflict mm-hmm but yet his conflict is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. There's so much of his story that is like the story of developmental trauma and what happens when that is not intervened with appropriately. And like, well, now I just have a lot of feelings. I could get invested in that subplot. God damn it. But that's George not Lucas. the subplot that George is going for. No, it's to not. To be clear. I know. That's coincidental. I just went down a rabbit hole in my own brain because it got interesting. I know. I might have cared about Anakin if we had gone that direction. <laughs> Dear Lord. Okay, why are Wookiees acceptable but Ewoks aren't? This feels like a question for episode six. <laughs> <laughs> because I had to sit here and eat shit for calling them teddy bears and thinking that they're cute and funny. And then I had to eat shit for not thinking Chewbacca is interesting. And I had him compared to a puppy and was asked why I don't like puppies. So, like, let's talk about our priorities here, Star Wars fandom. I'm going to table this question for another time, because this has nothing to do with episode three. Um, two more questions and I'm done. Why is Palpatine trying to create the Death Star? Like, I know the Death Star is important in the original trilogy, so they had to, like, start working us back towards it. But, like, they don't actually make an argument for why the Death Star. They just want an ultimate weapon. Okay. Sure. You know? I don't know that they ever talk about it explicitly, though. Like, they sort of show the plans for it in a couple places. But, like, why? And, like, what does that have to do with the Trade Federation? I don't know. Well, and then you get Rogue One, which came out last year, that is 
about the mission to recover the Death Star plans that Leia then puts into R2. What? So it comes in between this one and A New Hope. Oh. It's like a side story, kind of. Weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not like in line with the primary series, but it's like a, I don't even want to call it a spinoff. It's yeah. like a, just a thing. Like an insert. Yeah. Interesting and weird. And yes. why? Yes. Um, and my last question, why are people always staring romantically into the sunset of the two suns? I think that's a callback. It's just like, Why? Who cares that this planet has two suns? You're in space. Shit's gonna get weird. (laughs) (laughs) I also thought we weren't supposed to stare into the sun. Yeah, last I checked, you would think two of them would be even worse. Yeah. Where's their eclipse glasses? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Worst lines of dialogue. I actually did not take as many as I did for previous movies. Only because I I got tired of taking notes after the third hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is Obi Wan and Anakin talking, but it says, "Wait, how did we get here? We're smarter than this." Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yikes. Um, General, you're shorter than I expected. Jedi scum. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, your lightsabers will make a fine addition to my collection. Not this time, and this time you won't escape. Haha. Um, okay, well you owe me one, and not for saving your skin for the tenth time. The ninth time. <laughs> Why? Uh, in what is the worst grief counseling I've ever heard. Rejoice for those who return to the Force. Nope, nope. Sure. Um, <laughs> and then my favorite line. All of this is unusual, and it's making me uneasy. A story for these, our modern times. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about your biggest gripe? Oh, God, which was my biggest gripe? I have so In these, are modern times. What? About the scroll. Oh, oh, shit. Where was that? What do you mean, where was it? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact line, Kelsey. It says there were heroes on both sides. There were heroes on both sides. There were heroes on both sides? Really? <laughs> there were heroes on both sides. You you literally believe that one of the sides is evil. And that's the that's what the entire entire six movies is predicated on. And there are heroes on both sides. Who's the hero on on the evil side? <laughs> Who's that hero? <laughs> when did you make the argument that there was a hero over there? Cuz I didn't see one. I saw yeah. I saw Anakin and he killed children. Is he a hero? <laughs> Are there heroes on both sides? George Lucas. Oh no. It also made me wonder if perhaps Donald Trump watched Star Wars in order to inform his governing style. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> like, is the Galactic Senate what he believes the UN to be? Oh god. <laughs> Going down a rabbit hole. Oh god. <laughs> Um, gripes. Someone at one point says stupid little astro droid, which I put as a gripe and not bad dialogue, because really? (laughs) Actually, a lot of my gripes are actually just more bad lines of dialogue. I mean, that's appropriate. Um, so there's a scene where Padme is wearing a nightgown that has a beaded shoulder, and she has this crazy updo, but her hair is like mostly long and curly, and she's using a giant paddle brush. To brush her curls. 
Like, let me tell you the number of ways in which that is wrong, and no woman would do that. No. And, like, there are a lot of other ways, as we will learn in a minute here, that George Lucas clearly does not understand the female experience. But, like, Natalie Portman is a woman. Why didn't she see in the stage directions that she's supposed to pick up this paddle brush and brush out her curls for bed? And she was like, um... I don't, no one would do that with their hair. Right. Like, I don't know why she was silenced. <laughs> I know! Like, I. it seems to me that she's probably the only woman on the entire set. Like, not just acting, but in general. Right. Like, I don't see evidence that there were any other women involved in the making of Star Wars. Right. So, that can be hard. And I'm sorry for you, Natalie Portman. Truly, my heart goes out to you. Mm-hmm. But, like... This could have been an easy battle for her to fight. Yeah. But then she goes and gets in bed wearing a beaded nightgown and updo <laughs> and silver eyeshadow. It's like, what is this, like the 1950s? Do you think she was taken? Yes. <laughs> I would explain the acting. I mean, Natalie Portman is not the best actress in the universe, but she is way better than her performance in these movies. She has movies where she does good acting. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck happened? Yeah. Um, they also go and watch Cirque du Soleil. Why did that happen? That did happen. That was, like, space Cirque du Soleil is not something I've ever asked for. Right. And that battle iguana that Obi-Wan rides around for a little while uh-huh. is literally the exact same CGI as the dragons from Harry Potter. You're right. Yes. Same year, same dragons. Yes. So my last gripe, and this is the one that, like, isn't just for humor. It, like, actually makes me angry. Why is there no prenatal care in space? (laughs) We are in space, people. There are spaceships. They go at hyperspeed. They know enough about biology to know about midi-chlorians. But they couldn't figure out that she was pregnant with twins until she gave birth to twins. Like, they're coming out of her vagina, and they're like, oh, wow, there's two of them. (laughs) what a surprise what you literally could go into hyperdrive to get to the furthest corners of the universe that requires technology how do you not know what's inside of her uterus like i know she's apparently the only woman in space but like you clearly have a handle on biology what the fuck yeah why i don't have answers for that and like there's so many aliens you're telling me not a single alien has like uses ultrasonic communication and wouldn't have looked at her and been like oh there's two of them <laughs> like <laughs> she even has that like birth droid yes i know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just i just i like it makes me so fundamentally angry like what is it with sci-fi where it's simultaneously futuristic, and they have science that can do the most insane shit, and also it's medieval. And also, like, no woman is wearing that white dress to give birth. No one's giving birth in a white <laughs> dress sitting on white sheets in a white room. Nope. Do you know how much blood is involved in childbirth, you guys? Oh, God. Don't, don't. I'm listen. just saying. George Lucas. Don't our listeners' lives. No. <laughs> George Lucas already ruined mine. I think I deserve this. That's fair. (laughs) Like, I don't need there to be, like, extraordinary detail. Like, I don't need to see her OBG. I don't need to, like, 
see the ultrasounds taking place. But there should be an acknowledgement that if they have enough biology to know what makes someone a Jedi because of their blood magic, then they should know what's inside of a woman's uterus. But do you see why they had to do it this way? No. For storytelling purposes? No. Because they backed themselves into a corner with the original trilogy? Well, sure, but they could have acknowledged earlier in the movie that it was twins and still achieved that that's how Luke and Leia come into this world without it being, like, surprise babies. Yeah, but, like, Anakin couldn't know. Oh. Because he doesn't know about Leia. Sure, sure, sure. Later. Sure. I don't know. So, I, I don't Because know. I think that that's still, because they still go to separate homes so that they can't be found, and I think that that still could have been accomplished. Because he never even finds out that the kids were, like, officially born. Right. She She dies while he is being put into his Darth Vader suit. So, like, he never sees the conclusion of her pregnancy either way. Fair. I don't know. But I think there would have been a way. Force. Well, that too, right? If he has 20,000, then he should have known that there were more force babies in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a weird way to marginalize women. I agree. I know. Like, you have so much science because it's space. You're on space planets. Dear Lord. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, that that was that. (laughs) I don't have much help for you. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, it's just absurd. Did you have any joy in this episode? Um, this is like a small moment of joy, but I really like R2-D2. It took me all six movies to come around on him as a character, but, like, he's kind of cute. Of all the sidekicks, he's the one that I enjoy the most. All right. Fair enough. He's, like, kind of dumb and meaningless, but, like, he's cute. All right. As a sidekick. (laughs) But he's also, like, the only sidekick who really accomplishes things. Yeah. Like, all of the other sidekicks are just, like, conveniently there and do stuff other people tell him to do. But R2-D2 kind of has some agency. What about C-3PO? He doesn't do much. He just sort of wanders around and... But he often works in tandem with R2 because he's the translator. But I feel like R2 is still the one making the decisions. Yeah, that's fair. There was also that scene, I think in this movie, where he lights a bunch of other droids on fire to escape from them. Mm -hmm. And you gotta give him cred. That was a baller move. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I really liked Darth Vader's helmet in this movie. It was so shiny. It was so shiny and new. It was, like, definitely George Lucas, like jerking off to his own fantasy of what Darth Vader could have been when he first envisioned him in the 70s. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'll give this one to him. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, man. Are you ready? Yes. All right. It's your last quiz time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where should I start? Who (laughs) is the leader of the droid army? What's the droid army? Oh, is it the, the big robot guy with a cape and a cough? General, uh, Grievous? Yay! I finally got one! (laughs) You got a name! I got an actual name! I'm so glad! Oh my god, I'm getting better at this. You are. Uh, why is Anakin salty towards the Jedi? Because he's not a Jedi- he didn't get to be a Jedi Master. (laughs) You did it! He was such a fucking crybaby about that. He is. Like, 
the solution to that was pretty simple, and Obi-Wan actually, like, gave him some good coaching as a supervisor about it, which was, like, just do what they say for a little while, and they'll promote you eventually. You just need to hang tight for a hot second here. And, like, it was good advice. That was good career advice, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Ugh. What is the number of the order given to execute the Jedi? Nope. No? Nope. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) No! (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) My sound effect is broken. (laughs) Um... It is Order 66. Oh, sure. And finally, what does Obi-Wan have? Wow. You should know this one. Should I? Yes. What does Obi-Wan have? (laughs) I don't know. You told me about it when you were watching it. Did I? Mm hmm. (laughs) What did I say? He has the high ground. Oh, he has the high ground. That's right. (laughs) How could you forget? I always forget about the high ground. (laughs) It's so important and effective. (laughs) That was a great moment. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So do you have any final thoughts about the prequels? I don't... Are you excited to watch episode 7 tonight? I'm nervous. I gotta be honest, like, all of Star Wars ended up being a very different product than what I thought it was all of this time, and I'm not sure if I could really describe how or why, but, like, what what I got into was different than what I thought it was. Yeah. And now I just... I kind of feel like my world has been turned upside down a little bit. Like, I don't totally know anymore what the rest of the property is like i had an idea of what i thought it was like and now that's been ruined so i'm like (laughs) shredding with caution it was ruined for us all kirstie you're just catching up fair enough and maybe i don't know if i feel that pain more or less because i did it all in a short period of time with no context yeah i'm curious how you'll go into episode seven because you won't have the nostalgia factor yeah yeah I mean, I th- I think it's already been shown that, like, I have no sympathy because I have no nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And so there are things that I have... Oh. <laughs> that just spontaneously happened. What was that? <laughs> it was the no sound effect. <laughs> bad. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway. Darth Vader doesn't think I should watch Star Wars anymore. Right. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, I have less sympathy for things and, like, and maybe, uh, like, a worse critic for it. Like, a less mm-hmm. effective critic. Yep. Because I didn't have time for everything to, like, marinate and think critically about all of it. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be great. Yeah, so is uh, Episode 7 the last movie we have? So we have Episode 7 and uh, Rogue One. Duh. Okay. Um, so part three will be those two movies. And then from there, we're going to have to decide the future of Nerdication. Yeah. But you can at least look forward to part three. 
Part three is going to be interesting because we'll also be on a slightly more level playing field. Right. I mean, you're, you'll still have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. I thought I'd try to redeem myself. Oh my god, that was wonderful. <laughs> um, yep, so you have part three to look forward to. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs. You can find us by email, HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com. You can find us online, HateWatchWithUs.com. You can find us at ThoughtBubbleAudio, ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. You can find them on Twitter at ThoughtBubbleFM. Listen to their other shows. Beer with Geeks also talks about Star Wars a lot, so if you need more of that stuff, go over to them. Uh, what other shows are there? My brain is tired. There's Super Academy Girl TV, Rewind, Academy Rewind, Super Girl TV Talk, and Krypton. Krypton that has a name at the beginning. It's got that a, I can never a way remember. more way more fun acronym name. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry guys, we're bad fangirls. Listen to it. It's all great. all great shows, all fun stuff, and they have mm-hmm. been my jedi spirit guides through this process almost as much as kelsey (laughs) so they deserve a lot of credit for the for the making of these episodes they've put up with us they've put up with me (laughs) they had to put up with like a 45 minute rant about padme's prenatal care last night so (laughs) no one was ready no one was ready for that except me i'm always ready for a good feminist rant of course you are All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. I don't know why I said that to you. (laughs) Well, you will see me next time. I'll see you tonight. My husband just got home. So as soon as (gasps) I hit stop on this recording, we're throwing our shit in the car and we are driving to you. Get out of this podcast. I'm leaving this podcast. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. My notes are so funny.